Hi, I'm Michael Woods, Chief Scientist at the Asian Turfgrass Center, and I am here with another ATC Double Cut. This is another tournament edition. I am at the Kea Golf Club Maintenance Facility in Itoshima, Japan. That is in Fukuoka Prefecture, and on the ATC Double Cut, I talk about turfgrass topics, and I use topics on my blog as a starting point for conversation. So sometimes I go through the topics again, giving them a double cut treatment. Um, and I explained why I thought it was worth writing about and why I think it's such an interesting topic. And the post that we'll talk about today, or the first post that we'll talk about today, is one that is related to what I'm doing here at Kea Golf Club this week. Because this week, is the KBC Augusta Tournament Week at Kea Golf Club. And this is a tournament that the club has hosted for many years. And it's a tournament on the Japan Men's Tour that's held the last full week of August. The interesting thing about this tournament, well, actually the last ATC Double Cut, I talked about many of the interesting things about this tournament. The most interesting one, I think, is about the grass on the putting greens. The grass on the putting greens is zoysia, and it is unusual to play professional tournament golf on zoysia greens. Since the 2013 tournament, I have been coming here to help the golf course superintendent, Andrew McDaniel, and to help the maintenance staff with some work. Sometimes I push up bunkers or <laughs> move some sand around or clean debris. Uh, I've hopped on a mower a few times, but more recently I've just been focusing on the data collection and the data analysis. So I look at things like the green speed and the firmness of the greens and the quality of the ball roll and then make some recommendations, not so much on a day-to-day -day basis about how the work might be changed because it won't but we make uh, we make decisions about what work may be done in the upcoming year to try to make things better for the members and for possible future tournaments and the post that I'm going to talk about today is one that's related to these zoysia greens and I think I will intermingle talking about the post, which is called Zoysia and Bermuda Grass Green Speed, I'll intermingle talking about that with um, talking about my experiences this week. So this is a post that I wrote last month, and it is about the thesis of Thomas Walton. He just finished a master's degree, I believe, at the University of Arkansas. And I thought about having Mike Richardson or Thomas uh, as a guest on the show. So if you guys are listening to this, um, don't be surprised if you get an email from me and uh, I ask you to talk about this sometime because I think this is a really interesting experiment which compared Tiff Eagle Ultradorf Bermuda grass and laser uh, uh, would be at Ultradorf type of zoysia grass. Uh, it compared their green speed measurements. Now, I've been saying for years uh, that zoysia greens can perform especially well in areas with high temperature and low light levels. 
and I think I mean that's common knowledge. Everybody knows that zoysia is a warm season grass. Everybody knows that zoysia is relatively shade tolerant compared to Bermuda grass. I think zoysia can thrive with about half as much light. So zoysia has a number of advantages over Bermuda grass in terms of how it can grow uh, and what type of conditions it can tolerate. But something that zoysia does not do very well at compared with Bermuda grass is the green speed. Zoysia tends to have quite a slow green speed and that's because the, I'm just gonna open a, uh, I'm just, if you heard a can opening, I'm a little bit thirsty, I'm gonna open an Asahi Dry Zero, um, which is a non-alcoholic beer that some of the vendors provide, along with canned iced coffee and uh, lots of instant ramen noodles and all kinds of other fuel that helps the maintenance team and the volunteers here have a really fun tournament week. So this has been a very popular drink and uh, I, I think uh, it may be running out pretty soon. Ah, that's tasty. I think if any of you guys listen to Joe Galati on the Talking Greenkeeper podcast, I think sometimes he has a hazy IPA, but maybe he should try some of these non-alcoholic Asahi Dry Zeros. They are, they are very refreshing. All right, where was I? The Zoysia is not well known for a fast green speed. It's known instead for grainy greens and for greens that are difficult to putt. Uh, I've talked to some of the professionals here this week and in general they prefer creeping bent grass as a putting surface and if you ask them which is their least favorite putting surface or the most difficult to putt it is zoysia and that's because zoysia uh, I don't know maybe I think maybe you have to actually experience it and experience it um, in a few different places and a few uh, different times of the year to really get an appreciation for what it's like putting on zoysia. It's just, it's different. The grass crunches <laughs> under your feet. That's how stiff the leaf blades are. So I've been collecting data on golf courses because I go around and I measure the green speed and I measure other parameters of, of the playing performance. I've been collecting these data for quite a while. I started in the summer of 2011 so going on 13 years now where I've been making a organized effort to collect these data and so I've been measuring what the green speeds are some and I know what grass it is so I know if green speeds uh, on bank grass tend to be faster than zoysia or if zoysia tends to be faster than seashore paspalum and so on so I've got this database from hundreds of golf courses from around the world of all different grass types. And zoysia is notoriously slow. And in my data, zoysia usually comes in about a foot slower than Bermuda grass on average. So I've been collecting all this data and I'm pretty comfortable that I know that, uh, or the way that I explain it is, if you give Bermuda grass greens and zoysia grass greens the same type of maintenance, if you do the same amount of work, and by that, I mean, if you mow it at the same mowing height and mow it the same number of times and roll it the same number of times, what you can expect 
I say, is that the ball will roll about a foot farther on Bermuda grass than it will on zoysia grass. That is, the Bermuda grass greens in general would tend to be about a foot faster. And I say that if you want to have Bermuda grass type ball roll in terms of speed, in terms of the distance that the ball rolls, if you want to have that on zoysia grass, you need to do more work than would be required on Bermuda grass. I hope that makes sense. If you want to have zoysia greens that roll, that the ball will roll as far as it will on Bermuda grass, you need to actually do more work to the zoysia. That's what I have been saying based on the data that I've collected. But the data that I've collected is not an experiment. It's just observations. So uh, you could say there could be a number of reasons why my data might not be representative of what the real situation is. And I haven't measured the green speed on laser, which is pretty much the best zoysia grass for green speed that I know of based on information that I have from the United States. And if you look at some of the data from some uh, a recent research article by Ambika Chandra in the International Turfgrass Society Research Journal about uh, the green speed under low maintenance of different zoysia grass varieties, laser was either at the top or very near the top. And in the NTEP warm season putting green trial from maybe 2013 or 2017, I can't remember. I've also written about that on my blog. In that one, laser had the fastest of the zoysia grass varieties in terms of green speed. So there's a lot of indication that the laser would have the fastest ball roll, the longest ball roll, the fastest speed. So there's, there's that situation that's like, okay, maybe Micah's data is from uh, Japanese zoysia or uh, Thai zoysia, and maybe those aren't as good as laser. So maybe laser actually is comparable to an ultra dwarf Bermuda grass. So it's so good to have this thesis published by Thomas Walton, in which I check those data and see how it came out. Well, here is how it came out. He wrote, Walton wrote, in 2020, the Tiffigal Bermuda grass, ball roll distance than laser, soysia grass, on three of five rating dates. In 2021, Tiffigal Bermuda grass had greater ball roll distance than laser, soysia grass, on six of seven rating dates. Now those are statistical, uh, he's using uh, scientific language and he's claiming that it's greater and not just claiming, but he can be uh, saying that with a high degree of confidence because he's done statistics on that to find that it would be very improbable that they were not different. But if you look at the chart, that he shows in his figure 18, you can see that the actual average value for green speed was faster for the TIFF Eagle on every single rating date, but it was only statistically significant on those dates that he mentioned, which is three out of five in 2020 and then six out of seven in 2021. So I averaged 
I, I collected the data from that chart. I extracted that, and that across all the measurements, the ball rolled about 10% farther on Tiff Eagle. And that is similar to what I've measured in my own, and it's also similar to what I calculated based on the NTEP putting green trial. So there is even more evidence now that if you just manage the grasses the same in terms of mowing heights and mowing frequencies and rolling, the ball actually does roll farther on Bermuda grass. So whether that's an observational study like I've done or whether it's an experiment done under controlled conditions like Thomas Walton did, that is good information to know because zoysia does have some advantages. One of the advantages is it thrives in a summer like this one in Fukuoka, Japan, where the average temperatures are in the upper 20s. That's the average temperature, and that is in Celsius. So uh, we're talking about, I think, 80, yeah, low 80s, 80 to 85 degrees. So we have those type of soil temperatures, and we have high temperatures in the maybe in the high 80s and low temperatures in the low 80s or upper 70s in Fahrenheit. And if we can talk in Celsius, in which I can be exact, it would be typical to have a high temperature here of about 35 degrees and a low temperature of about 28 degrees in the heat of the summer. And that's what we've been measuring this week. I think the lowest, the lowest I've experienced in the uh, five days I've been here has been 26 degrees. So it looks like it's going to get a little bit cooler after the rain that fell today. So maybe it'll get down to 24 or 25 or 26 at night. And then the high temperatures are typically going to be 32, 33 degrees. So under those conditions, it's quite, it's quite um, stressful on cool season grasses like creeping bent grass. Now, most of the golf courses around Fukuoka actually do have creeping bent grass on the greens. Now, you might wonder, why, why do they have creeping bent grass on the greens, and why does this course have zoysia? Well, the reason why they have creeping bent grass is for the superior ball roll that one gets on the, uh, on the creeping bent grass. So, the... Zoysia is used here for historical reasons. This is a classic golf course that was built, I believe, in the early 1960s, and it was built with one cori green. Cori is Zoysia matrella, and this course is um, a tournament golf course where tournaments have been played on this surface, and for, for historical reasons and for... Um, classic reasons because that's what the course is this is a very uh the, the course is known for having cori greens and so they keep it but a lot of the other courses in the fukuoka area and in fact all around japan they choose creeping bank grass even though the climate is so hot in the summer so there's that situation where zoysia has a huge advantage in terms of temperature um, and it, it can tolerate those temperatures much better than bent grass. And the other thing that zoysia is really strong with is low light levels. And it tends to be quite cloudy here. And because it's cloudy, the clouds can block 20, 30, 40, 50% of the 
light of the of the light from the sun so that's that's shade it's blocking the photosynthetic light and bermuda grass can struggle also so zoysia grass will outperform bermuda grass in high temp conditions of high temperature and uh, relatively low light Hmm, that is that is a tasty Asahi Dry Zero. The the zoysia grass this week. I'll, I'll give you an idea because I suppose many of you list, who are listening to this manage grass yourselves or uh, are interested in managing grass. And so the stimp meter is the standard way to measure green speed, and the stimp meter. Uh, measures how far the ball rolls down a ramp and if if it rolls nine feet on average then the speed is reported as nine feet and if it rolls ten feet then that is uh, what you measure and and that's that's the green speed so this week the greens are being mown at 2.6 millimeters which is uh, somewhat less than an eighth of an inch an eighth of an inch is 3.2 millimeters so this is I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to stick to metric. <laughs> if anybody cares, if anybody cares, um, you can uh, make that conversion. But the greens are being mown this week at 2.6 millimeters. They're being mown uh, twice in the morning. So they get a double cut in the morning and they, that is followed by a roll. And in the afternoons, these greens are getting a single cut with the triplex and they are getting a roll so they're getting rolled twice a day and they're getting mowed three times a day and prior to the tournament they were getting a single cut in the mornings they were getting a mow in the afternoons and i am not sure how much rolling was done i know the rolling would have been as much as possible i know that they would have been rolled as much as possible uh, i'm not sure if that was daily or or not but they have also been uh treated with growth regulator to slow the growth as much as possible treated with a relatively high rate of growth regulator and they have also been fertilized very lightly uh, last fertilizer application I believe more than three weeks ago so they typically um, I mean it's it's typical maintenance that you do for tournament conditions and yet the green speeds that we're measuring I mean maybe you think it, you can think about this a little bit if if you manage grass and if you were mowing your grass giving it a triple cut actually the triplex i believe is set at 2.4 millimeters in the afternoon so you're doing a double cut at 2.6 millimeters you're following that with a roll and then every afternoon at the end of play they're getting a triplex cut at 2.4 millimeters with another lightweight roll so if you think about the speed that your greens might be at if they got that type of treatment under heavy growth regulation and uh, very minimal fertilizer and they got that treatment day after day after day 
um, I guess your greens might be pretty fast. And I know a lot of courses that do this type of work, but they don't do the, the double cut every day and they don't have to roll every day. And they certainly are not doing the afternoon mows and rolls. And those courses have speeds that may be in excess of 12 feet. But of course, they're not growing zoysia grass. So here at Kaya Golf Club, the speeds that we've been getting so far this week, uh, the average on Monday morning was 10.2 feet. The average on Tuesday morning was 10.2 feet. The average this morning was up to 10.6 or 10.7 feet. So it's still, with that treatment, the green speed still hasn't reached 11 feet. I think if this treatment continues through the week i expect we might be close to 11 feet or a little bit above it a little bit faster than that by the end of the week but we'll see uh the main we're also uh especially concerned about making the ball roll as smooth and as true as possible and by doing those double cuts and by doing lots of rolling then that can be accomplished and the ball can roll quite well now this is a Japanese zoysia. I'll probably do a video with Andrew McDaniel when we have time later in the week and look at his grass nursery. Maybe we will look at some uh, Japanese green type zoysia, which is nothing like laser. And it's not like the type of zoysia that's used in Southeast Asia either. Um, it's, it's not a tropical type. I think a lot of the news... Uh, zoysias that are used for greens are more of a tropical type like you'd find in Southeast Asia and I think they don't have very good cold tolerance. Now the ones in Japan have excellent cold tolerance and so you have a little bit coarser leaf blade but then you never have to cover the greens in the winter. Uh, they're played on when they're dormant. Uh, you don't need to have frost delays um, and they're just a very tough grass. But the problem is the leaf blades are just so upright and the leaf blades are so strong and thick that the golf ball just doesn't roll across it very well. So it does this week, though. I'll, I'll show some more videos. And, and uh, I've been posting a little bit on Twitter, a little bit on my Instagram account. My, my username there is at Asian Turfgrass for both. So you can check those out if you're interested. And... I've also been posting on my YouTube channel a few short videos about uh, the interesting way that the greens are mown here. Uh, or actually, what I find really interesting is how the mowers are transported. They are transported in something called a K-truck. And uh, you, you put these ramps down and, and load the mowers up onto the back of the K-truck. And then you can drive around in a vehicle with a cab. That's a, one typical way of getting... Uh, mowers and staff around the golf courses in Japan. So that's the typical type of utility vehicle used on golf courses in Japan. Um, so I've posted videos about that. I posted a video uh, of Andrew dissolving urea fertilizer. He wanted to show me because I'd done a video in which I was very carefully dissolving grass, in, uh, sorry, dissolving urea in water in a certain proportion. So I wanted to say if you're mixing up a fertilizer at this concentration and just using off the shelf agricultural grade urea that's already prilled to uh, with a, probably it has an anti-caking agent which may um, make it dissolve a little bit slower. 
And I showed that you can dissolve that in less than a minute. But of course, I was doing it on my desk at home and it's just a tiny amount of urea. And But the point was, for me, the point was it was about the uh, concentration that it was being dissolved in. Well, Andrew said, that's nothing. Uh, I can dissolve 10 kilograms or 20 kilograms. I can dissolve that in less than a minute. I said, okay, well, that would be impressive to see. Um, so he's doing it at a similar concentration, but he's doing it in his sprayer at a much uh, like a, the real scale that people would use with uh, hundreds of liters of water and some kilograms of urea. So we recorded that and that video got a couple thousand views already. So if you would like to, you can check that out. That's on my YouTube channel, which is uh, Asian Turfgrass Center. And uh, I did a video this morning uh, showing the ladies that were raking the bunkers. They, the, there's a crew of ladies here who do almost all the bunker work. And this morning, I think there was uh, one lady on the front nine and one lady on the second nine. And they go around and um, they smooth the edges. They don't use a rake for the edges of the bunkers. They're using a board to uh, just make the sand smooth. And then they spin the bottom on the bunkers that can be uh, th that a sand pro can get into. They spin the bottom with a sand pro. So you can check that out if you're interested. Those are all on my YouTube channel. And I'll try to do some videos about some of the maintenance, uh, some more of the maintenance work that I think is unique here. Uh, I know, uh, again, many of you listening or watching this will already be familiar with golf course maintenance and I don't want I don't find it particularly interesting to share uh, here's a fairway mower if everybody knows what a fairway mower is and this is uh, a typical way to mow fairways but some of the things that might be a little bit unique or different um, I will try to share those as as I have the opportunity to and maybe a little bit uh, about my measuring tools also be, and uh, just kind of explain what I'm measuring and what I'm doing, how we make use of these data. And I guess one more note, Joe Galati uh, was saying that he may be broadcasting live from the Open Championship next year at Hoylake. So I thought I would uh, do him, uh, beat him to the punch <laughs> and do a, uh, a series of podcasts uh, from Kea Golf Club here during the KBC Augusta tournament. But I am not gonna do really long ones because I've got to go do some stuff on the course now. And I also am not able to do it every day because, well, I, I think that might be, uh, I'm not getting different guests or anything. I'm just talking about myself and talking about uh, some of the content on the ATC website, doing that double cut treatment. So I'll try to keep it focused, keep it short. And I hope you, enjoy learning a little bit about a grass that maybe people would not be so familiar with. I think uh, I know from checking the stats on my website, uh, when I post about zoysia, nobody reads it compared to other topics, but I find it fascinating. It's my favorite grass. And this tournament is really, really interesting. It's, it's so fun to see professional golfers play on a surface that really, this may be the only tournament in the world that, uh, at, at this level of play at which uh, male golfers are playing on Zoysia greens this year. Um, so 
if you want to watch it and just see how the ball reaction is and see how the ball putts and uh, and if you want to listen to the commentator commentary that will be in Japanese although uh, I think you can set the closed caption you can set the closed captioning to automatically go to English uh, if you adjust a few settings on YouTube but anyway uh, that broadcast if you want to listen to it if you hear people talking about Korai then they're talking about uh, the zoysia greens because Korai is what zoysia uh, a fine bladed zoysia is in Japan so these greens are called Korai greens and if you hear the word Shiba that means grass so Shiba is grass and Korai is uh, the zoysia that's used on the greens so if you are watching those and I'll put a I'll put a link to that I'll, I'll tweet this out if you're if you're catching this later uh, like more than five days after it's posted then you'll have to catch those videos on YouTube uh, later but actually as I think about it I can just post I can put a link to whatever those videos are as the uh, early hours of the broadcast before it comes on television that's going to be on YouTube so I can put a link to that in the description of this video and those should be archived even after the tournament so if anybody's interested and wants to see what the conditions are like here um, and not just listen to me talk about it and say uh, how strange it is to put on Zoysia Greens then you can uh, watch a few minutes or a few hours of that upcoming telecast and see for yourself all right thanks so much for listening thanks for um thanks for your interest in these topics and i hope maybe i can spur uh some more interest in zoysia we'll see a lot more of this in warm climates in upcoming years because there's definitely a place for zoysia but when you put it on putting greens in order to have good ball roll and i have very high standards when it comes to ball roll in order for that to happen, one needs to do more maintenance than, uh, than one needs to do on Bermuda grass. For ATC from Itoshima, Japan, I'm Michael Woods.